All right. I think we're getting ready. Some commotion here. And again, we'll get this going this morning. So this morning, um, to continue in our series, Relationship Overrule, I have invited um, Darren Abrams to come and to speak with us today. Darren and I have been friends for such a long time. He was pastoring in our community. And uh, now, I mean, you, you probably noticed I didn't call him Pastor Darren because I normally would because he's shared the stage before. But these days I'm calling him Padre Darren for a change. And perhaps he's going to share this with you. But I invited Darren to come and speak because um, of the topic that we're about to jump into today. I've really seen that modeled well in your life, especially with your parents and how I've watched you even parent yourself with your kids. Now, speaking of that, um, some people have noticed today, Darren, that I'm, I'm wearing something different on my, on my wrist. And some of you are thinking, why are you wearing that, Sean? Let, let me explain to you. About a year ago-ish, um, I was bugging your daughter, Sierra, who is here today. And I kept bugging her. I'm like, like aren't we BFFs or something? And she, would, she wouldn't kind of admit to being my, my best friend. And so one day she came to me, though, and she, and she gave me this, this necklace bracelet piece, and it actually says that we're soul sisters together. <laughs> <laughs> but she threatened me. She said, if you don't wear this at church when I'm here, uh, you're in trouble. And so today, Sierra, let's raise it together. All right. We are soul sisters together. <laughs> Fun fact, right? But uh, I'm excited today because this idea of family is important in our series. And again, as I've, as I've seen it modeled in you from you, today I'm excited for you to do that. So I'm going to pray with you, and then we're going to jump in, and we're going to learn a little bit more about relationship over rule today. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for um, this time this morning and how you're speaking to us. And I'm thankful for, for Darren today and this preparation I know I've already heard this message this morning once, and it is, it's powerful. And so I pray that you will allow us as hearers to hear the word of the Lord. And I pray that we would see things within our lives when it comes to this constructive family and what you have for us there. And so I ask that you would continue to allow your anointing to flow through Darren and allow us again to learn to be more like you. So help us today to learn what it takes to love through honor. Yes. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have fun, brother. Thanks, bud. Well, good morning. It is great to be with you. Uh, thank you very much for the privilege, Pastor Sean. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, as Pastor Sean said, yes, my new part title is Padre, or in the military, they call it chaplain. I have not been involved in the military up till two months ago. So now I am a reserve chaplain for the Army Base of Fifth Field Regiment um, in Victoria. It is a very steep learning curve, um, and I'm privileged. I've met people from the last service in the military, so thank you so much for all that you do. I'm learning, <laughs> so please be gentle with me. And in about a month's time, I go away on basic training. So if you feel to pray, please pray in earnest that we'll make it through. <laughs> This morning, we are continuing the series of Relationship Over Rules, as has been done for about the last four weeks. We're talking about God's love letter that he wrote to us and the 10 godly principles that he outlined to Israel and also contemporarily for us. So today, we're focusing on the idea of honour. So when the word honour is used, what comes to mind for you? I did a bit of research 
And there's heaps of movie titles, song titles, all with honour in them. So this is a couple of them. Maid of Honour is one of the movies. Medal of Honour, In Pursuit of Honour. On My Honour is a song title. In Your Honour, I Honour You. I was going to say, if you want to approach Pastor Sean afterwards, he'll sing some of these for you. He does a beautiful job. I heard it after nine. So please come, I invite you up. But one of the major controversies that I came across when I was studying this topic about honour is this question. How is it spelt? With a U or without? With. Okay, good to hear. So show of hands, all people who spell honour with a U? Fantastic. All people who spell it without a U? Oh, there is a couple. If you saw those people, please pray for them. I'm sorry. Now, in my research, this is what I found, and it's a quote from the internet, so it has to be right, correct? Here it is. The Canadian standard is in agreement with the British. Honour and other words spelt with a U, like flavour and labour, have become a Canadian badge of identity and a way to contrast against the United States. <laughs> there we go. So I'm part of the Commonwealth, I'm Australian and Canadian, so we're all in it together. But our American friends, we love you and welcome. In recapping this series, the first four principles, Pastor Albert Tate uh, from Right Now Media puts all these principles in a contemporary language. And it's really helpful to understand where we've been over the last four weeks if you missed it. So if you can imagine God speaking, this is the principles. Principle number one, God says, I am number one. There are no other gods that rival me. We've been singing about that this morning. Principle two, don't create another version of me that is more comfortable, more palatable, or puts me in a box because I am not limited, I am limitless. Principle three, I'm giving you my name. So allow it to shape you and wear it with honour. Wear it honourably. And number four, as Pastor Sean talked about last week, take time to rest. This is my strength and my wisdom for you Follow my example. So that highlights the first four. And the first four principles are really about our relationship with God. So it's a vertical relationship, learning to communicate and be empowered by God. We then transition to the next six principles, which go laterally on a horizontal plane. And they talk about how to love others. So using our relationship with God as the basis talks about how to love other people. And the fifth principle that we'll talk about today focuses on the idea of honour, and it starts with the family, God's building block of society. Principle number five comes from Exodus chapter 12, sorry, chapter 20, verse 12, and it starts off saying, honour your father and mother. Let's pray for a moment. Father God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, thank you so much for what you are doing in and through us. Pray today for ears to open, for hearts to be soft, and just for us to hear you personally and intimately. As we learn and share together, thank you for being every part of who we are. We love you. We're so thankful. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I want to walk very sensitively through this because I understand family could almost be a very harsh word to some people. Not everyone's had a great experience with family. Sometimes people have come in, they don't know their parents. Sometimes they don't have parents anymore. You might have been adopted, you might have come from an abused background. 
So I'm walking carefully and ask you just to hold this intention. Another thing that's not what I'm going to do this morning is I'm not going to tell you how to do things. I'm just going to tell you the reasons why. It's up to you to contextualise it and put it in your own understanding and outwork it that way. And thirdly, these godly principles are for Jesus followers. If you are not a Jesus follower, hey, welcome. Honestly, it's great to have you this morning. But I would encourage you to sit with this and to wrestle with it and to allow it to impact you in the ways that you see fit. So the idea of honour, I want to look at through three different life stages that are kind of overlapping, and you'll see as we go through. To start off, the Hebrew word for honour is kabod, and it means weighty or heavy. It's kind of analogised to the idea of gold, both weighty and heavy. And the definition is to show respect importance or esteem someone. So we're going to start off with the first life stage and that of a child. By definition, zero to 18 years of age. And we have a couple here this morning. Welcome. Great to have you. I am very thankful to have had godly parents who have exampled this for me during those developmental years. So extremely thankful. See, as a family, and especially as children, God's idea was to have a mentorship through parents of these godly principles that would keep a child safe. So the idea of parents, for anyone who is, is to help preserve life, to keep them safe, to teach appropriate boundaries and healthy respect. So let me get you to finish these sentences for me and see how parents have impacted your life. Help me out. Don't run with... There we go. Number two, look both ways before... We're doing well. Number three, don't shave the... Cat. Whoever said dog, you were wrong. <laughs> okay. Parents are designed to help us with these understandings. Some of us, and I say this tongue-in-cheek, may have come up with a very fear-based theology growing up. It might have been told to you, don't, like, obey your parents, otherwise you may not live long. Anyone had those experiences? Because I know I had a couple in my life. But, you see, God's idea of honour for children revolves around the ideas of obedience, respect, and submission to appropriate authority in response to God's discipline and instruction. So again, it's not obedience just to appease a parent, it's obedience in line with God's discipline and instruction. Really important. This idea of obeying and honouring father and mother is echoed in the New Testament. So Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honour your father and mother. So again, New Testament repeated for our generation. But I want to put a really important caveat in here. Physical, psychological abuse, emotional manipulation is never right. So if that has been your history, please hear me. I'm sorry. That was never right. At the same time, I would encourage you to speak with someone, be it a teacher, a pastor, a counsellor, because this is really important. I've not had this experience before, 
but my father came from what would be classified as an abusive relationship growing up. He was the oldest of four siblings. His three sisters left home at the age of 15 when they were legally allowed to because they were tapping out. My dad made the decision to stay. He trusted himself to God's provision and became an amazing example for his father, his mother, his siblings, and me, his children. He developed a resilient spirit and a soft heart, something that I continue to aspire to as I've seen it exampled for me. But that verse, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, has a link between a childhood obedience, parental honour and godly obedience, all in one beautiful equation. And you hear it linked because I'm not just speaking to children now, but also older children, God's children. If you're a Jesus follower, you are his son or daughter. You are his prince or princess. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, it says, The Lord corrects the people that he loves and he disciplines those of his own. So do you know what? As a son or daughter, we are children and we are called to follow God to understand his correction and love and discipline because it's the best way for us to manoeuvre through life. So the encouragement to us is to foster a childlike obedience as we go through and understanding that our own family is the first ministry zone that we're called to. So honour where honour is due. The second phase of life where most of us are in or transitioning into very soon is as an adult. So 19 years plus. So what does honour look like in this life stage? Well, obviously life has changed a little bit now. We're an adult. Maybe we live at home or maybe we live away. Maybe we're single or married. Maybe we walk a similar path to our parents or maybe a very different one. And I would encourage you that honour in this season does not equate to agreement might be challenging to hear, but agreement really is consensus with someone who's saying something. But I would suggest to you, and put gently, that honour in this season is more like a thoughtful consideration of parents' traditions, motives, feelings, faith practices, and then following the Holy Spirit's lead in terms of how I action this in response to my parents in this new life season. So I'm just for a second going to speak to parents who have biological children. There is a problem that when you have children, there is no qualification for doing so. What I mean is if you adopt a child or adopt an animal, you have to fill in a survey, making sure that you are appropriate in terms of taking care of things. Not so with biological children. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe not everyone might be allowed to. So the question then is, you say, well, do I have to <laughs> honour? That question that comes about is, is honour earned or simply required? You heard that one? Is honour earned or simply required? See, based on this verse, it's, the verse doesn't say honour your father and mother if you deem, you deem them to be honourable. Or if they were worthy of honour, it doesn't say that. The verse simply says, honour your father and mother. It's hard. 
I appreciate that. So it says honour even if they weren't consistent, even if they weren't loving or helpful. But do you know what? It says to love them out of the overflow of what I have given to you. Because how's this verse? And I'm sure you've heard it before. Romans 5.8. But God showed how much he loved us when he had Christ die for us, even though we were still sinful. You know what? When I was a mess, and at times I still am, God said, Jesus, I need you to die for Darren because I love him. It doesn't matter what he's done or what he's currently doing or even what he's going to do. I love him. So I would encourage you, what we're told to do is through eyes of grace to look at our parents and to allow God to fill in the gaps. You see, Jesus also throws out a caution in Matthew chapter 7. He says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way that you judge, you will be judged with the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Ouch. So if I'm going to judge my parents for what they should or shouldn't have done, careful. I'm just going to hold this with you tension-wise because I'm wrestling with these myself. We're all in this together. But instead, the encouragement is to ask God to renew my heart, to renew my mind and love them out of the overflow that I have been given through eyes of grace. See, forgiveness might be a very big part of this journey and entrusting them to God's justice. And then the season of caring for ageing parents is very important too. So I'm not going to tell you how to do so, but I encourage you, walk sensitively with parents through these seasons. Because in cultures like Asian and Aboriginal, they do such a beautiful job of honouring older people. You see, in Western culture, the primary emphasis, I think, is efficiency and usefulness. And when something's outgrown that, maybe leave them aside. So just be careful. Life stage number three. If we're asking honour as a parent, as an older person, the question has to be asked, am I worthy of honour? Am I honourable? This hits home too. Maybe you're a parent with biological children, maybe with adopted children. Maybe you're just a spiritual parent to a lot of other people around you. All are important. So Psalms... 127 verse 3 says, Children are a blessing from the Lord. They're designed to grow up and be released into God's purpose. I am privileged together with my wife Christy to have our 18-year-old twins. When they were age one, we had a celebration. We had a massive party, cake, the whole bit. And we were celebrating two things. The kids turning one year of age and the parents surviving the journey. (laughs) And the fact that we kept them alive, I think that was a badge of honour for us. (laughs) We are thankful to have Cody and Sierra, amazing kids. Our journey has been great. Not always easy, but great. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. You've probably heard this before. These commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk down the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And this is echoed again in Ephesians, which says, fathers, but I did research and I found versions that say parents. So this is not just for the fathers. Mothers, you're in this as well. (laughs) So parents, don't make your children bitter about life. Instead, bring them up in Christian discipline and instruction. 
And let me throw this out for you. In the nine o'clock service, we had what was called a dedication. Has anyone been through that experience before? As parents, you dedicate your children to God. That means a couple things. You release your ownership of the kids and give it back to God. And your responsibility is then to steward them in appropriately exampling who God is for them. You see, when kids grow up and become adults and you become an adult or parent of an adult child, you are not necessarily responsible for their life choices. That's on them. But you are responsible with no expiration date on unconditional love, grace, and prayer for your kids. Does anyone remember that parable called the parable of the lost son? <laughs> this hits home. You see, in that parable, the father, when the child comes up, the adult child comes up and says, Dad, I'm tapping out. Give me my money. I'm out of here. See, the father doesn't say, fine, here's a couple bucks. I'm locking the door. Take care. See you later. Unless you've got a different version to what I've got. But it actually says that after he sent the child away with the money that was requested, he waited. I could imagine him standing on the veranda day after day, waiting for his son. And when he saw his son on the horizon, he ran to him. He threw his arms open, he hugged him, he gave him a coat, he gave him shoes and had a massive party. Church, no expiration date. Grace, love, acceptance, prayer. So just in wrapping up, I want to take a look at the second half of the verse because I led you in the first half, honour your father and mother. But the second half says this, honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And it echoes again in Ephesians, honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Now, those parts sound cool. I like the idea of long life. Life going well, that's cool. And enjoying long life. You see, sometimes I'm tempted to say, okay, God, I want 90 years. I want to have all my faculties intact before I die. I want to have enough money to get through and just have a great enjoyment. But I think we missed the point. The point is, God says, honour. That's our responsibility. The blessing is God's responsibility. God is faithful and he will give it to you, but we're not in control of saying this is how your blessing will happen. We are simply in control of doing the honour part that is our responsibility. So let's do ours and allow God the rest. Just to take a step back for a moment, before God's love letter was even put into stone, he spoke three things over Israel. He said this in Exodus chapter 19. He reminded Israel of A, the love he had in freeing them from slavery, B, the victories he had won for them, and C, the future he had planned for them. You see, my point being that when it comes to honouring, God never asks you to do anything that he hasn't already done and equipped you to do. See, Jesus understands the idea of honour very well. He was fully God and fully man. And he had honour as part of his mandate too. 
and the Holy Spirit was given to us to empower us to do that which God asks us to do. So yes, maybe you've had possible deficiencies in life. Maybe there's pain and oversight of your parents. And maybe even as a parent myself, I think I've inflicted some of those on my kids too, knowingly or unknowingly. But the call is to allow God to fill in the gaps with his love. To allow honour in the world and for those people who are around me, I am called to honour them. And God will promise the eternal and abundant life that he has promised in his blessing that is attached to this principle. So in conclusion, how did this look practically? Well, for each life stage, I would suggest a couple of things. For children, honour through obedience. There's youth leaders, Pastor Jen, Pastor Levi to talk to, to help you work through this, if you would like. As an adult, honour through forgiveness of parents who may have done a fairly poor job. And honour in connecting and then prayerfully asking God, how do I walk with my parents as an adult in this season? And as a parent, maybe honour looks like choosing one thing intentionally to exemplify for my children and my adult children growing up and be consistent with that. Church, let's pray. In Father God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, thank you so much for how you have exampled honour for us. You have made us in your image and you honour us in that. My prayer, that we would be and become your image bearers of honour to help and become, to help others become all that they have been created to be in Christ. We love you. We thank you for being your kids. You will love possessions and help us to be you for them. Amen. Amen. Church, can we say thank you to Darren for that message today? I think Australian should be the uh, official voice of heaven. I could listen to that all day. I, I think that... Um, the, a, a message of this magnitude is very important. And I really appreciated, Darren, how you lifted. These last several weeks, we have been working on the vertical relationship. And today it switched to the horizontal one. So as we love God and He loves us and He has established some principles for us here, now it goes into our relationships. And this familial one, if, if you would be brave enough to admit it, is a hard one. A lot of the time. But this is how God says, you will love me by how you love them. And so I really appreciate you lifting that today. So thank you one more time. Um, perhaps you are here today in this space, sitting in the room, or you're online with us today, and you've never made a commitment to Jesus. Um, you've heard us sing about him, talk about him. You've heard how he loves you, how he's died for you, and he's got a plan for you. Um, but you may not have that relationship. And as Darren was sharing with us, you're not a Jesus follower yet. Um, it's our privilege here to introduce you to Jesus. We're pretty passionate about him. We believe that he could be the difference of your life, and he could set your life on a new course and a new pattern. 
So if you would like to have that type of a relationship with Jesus, um, our encouragement to you today is also to take your phones, smart devices, and you're texting the word LIFE to 250-478-7113. One of our pastoral team will be in touch with you. It's that important to us, and we want to journey with you in that. And so please take advantage of that today. So church, as you head into your week, um, I hope that you have a fantastic week. First of all, processing what has been taught today and what does that look like in, in the, our families and, and what honor should look like for us. We hope that you will take one of those pieces of paper that are about our VBS and that you're able to participate with us in some sort of fashion with that. But have a fantastic week. Enjoy this beautiful weather, and we will see you next week. So church, we love you. Have a great week.